Greetings, children, and welcome to my chamber. My name is Rotherick Gastblood, and I'm your host of Tales from the Dark Chamber. This week, we have a great show for you. Tales to make your skin crawl. Each week, my chambermate and I read a scary tale that we found on the internet, or perhaps left under some corpse. Either way, we think you're going to like it, and we're just dying for you to hear it. So sit right back, light a candle, and let's have a ghoul evening. <laughs> well, Merry Christmas, Rothrick. A Merry Christmas to you too, Woody. I hope you have a great holiday. Thanks. You too. Hey, I got you a present. Oh, Woody. You shouldn't have. That was so nice of you. Uh, let's see. Oh, look. A new scarf. This will be wonderful. On those cold nights, skulking around in the yards. Oh, graveyards, that is. Cheapers. <laughs> <laughs> well, glad you like it. I never know what to give you in, well, quite frankly, your old one. I mean... I have no idea how long you've had it, but wow, that thing was funky. Yes, I've been meaning to get a new one. So I got you a little something, too. Let's see. Oh, dear. All these presents I have for the Gastblood family all look alike. I think this is the one for you. Yeah. Oh, cool. Thank you, Rothrick. You know, you shouldn't feel like you have to give me... How do you like it, Woody? Well, it is unique. I mean... I was thinking it could be something you could use in your stories. Uh, I'm sure I will. I mean... You do have a flair for the unique, you know. Right. Well, unique it is. So why a doll? A what? This doll. I mean, it is unique, but it's rather disturbing. Oh, dear. That one isn't for you. I must have given you the wrong box. That one is for my cousin, Mortalia. I'm very sorry. Uh, let's see. Oh, and don't read the card. The results might be disastrous. <laughs> oh, don't worry, I won't. Here you go. I can understand the mistake. Ah, this one's for you, Woody. You sure? <laughs> oh, certainly. I remember that I wrapped it in green paper. 
as opposed to the black paper. Oh, neat! A new mouse pad for the computer. And it has a spooky, macabre image of you on it. Man, I needed one of those. Hey, thank you, Rothrick. And thank you to all the listeners this year and all the ones who were patient while I found my files this summer. And to all of you, happy holidays, happy, happy Hanukkah, holidays and, well, any other happy time this season. As for this week's story, our story reminds me of that creepy doll as we read a tale from Dollface called, appropriately, The Doll. A story about a young high school kid that finds a creepy old doll on the site of his new school, only to find that it's haunted. Enjoy! The Doll by Dollface Salem Introduction Sirens erupted from outside and the light sent shivers down his spine. But it wasn't the bad shiver. It was the shiver of adventure. This is how he planned it. The police were to run in any second and search the house through and through. The window shattered with a single glance, and he hopped right out. A matching pair of red glowing eyes shone through the bushes, and an evil grin grew wider on his face. It was an insane face, a gleeful psycho, and a top ten wanted murderer. Chapter 1 I closed the book, satisfied but not quite. This had been at least the fifth time I had read the creepy pasta, Jeff the Killer, for it had been my favorite. I thought back to all the victims of Jeff and the kids he had turned into psychos. One, named Nina, was called a Mary Sue, since she was obsessed with Jeff, so much that she tried to become a duplicate of him. She went completely crazy and cut a smile into her face, like Jeff. But Jeff had cut his eyelids off. Instead, she had sewn hers to her head. Jeff came close to killing his brother, but he had killed his parents. Nina, however, killed her whole family, and even a bully. In the end, Jeff kind of rejected her, but even to this day, supposedly, she continues to try and impress him. I'm a 16-year-old boy, and I go to the brand new high school, Brewer High. Some people say there was an old grave there, but that it was transported to a different spot. If there was, which I don't believe, then I'm not sure I want to go to this new school. But my mom says that the best teachers are being transported there and that this is a huge educational opportunity in which I would be able to get an amazing job. But I don't even know where to begin. I pack my bag for tomorrow, making sure that I'll be able to find everything for the big day. I put my laptop in its case after finishing the last couple of sentences for my short story. I hoped that I would be able to be welcomed into the school and make my mom proud. I slumped down and turned on my other computer. I signed in and noticed at least 20 messages pop up in my email. This never happened, but I felt like I had an idea who had written some of them. The rest, I had no clue. I checked out the emails from my friend Eric. They read, Hey, buddy, been a while. Can't wait for school. You're going to go to the new one, right? Another read, Are you okay? You haven't answered me in a while. Why aren't you answering? I answered, Yep, I'm fine. You? Then I turned off the computer and went to bed. I was nervous for the next day, but not the good day. I felt like this school isn't just everything my mom had told me. 
There seemed to be something else. A sudden feeling of dread hung around me, but I easily pushed it away. This was a new school. What could go wrong? Besides, bullies and mean teachers, nothing can go wrong. Never judge a book by its cover. It was the first day of school. I had already gotten lost in the school twice and in the crowd of kids. This was the last period of the day after seven other long ones. I wasn't sure what to do. I was clueless, and I only had five more minutes to get to history. I finally found a teacher and caught my breath, calming myself down. Excuse me, miss. Do you know where room 305 is? Yes, down this hallway, and then you're going to turn right. Mr. Andrews should be the third door on the left. Thank you, ma'am. I started walking quickly, for I had wasted another minute. No, 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 I'm going to be late. That thought kept running through my mind, but I continued using the teacher's directions and I finally made it there. Welcome. Last name? (sighs) Anderson. Cameron Anderson, I panted heavily. All right, thank you. He handed me some papers. This is a test to see what you know already so I can figure out what I absolutely need to teach this class. Yes, sir. Thank you. I took the papers and picked a seat in the back. Now, I didn't need to feel nervous. I know the worst kids usually sit in the back, but I was going to prove I could sit in the back here without getting in trouble. I hardly knew anyone here, so it wouldn't really matter. Then Eric walked in, got his papers, and waved to me. Hey, buddy, he said, and took a seat on my left. How's it going? Great. You? Eh. I answered. What's up? Is it true this school was built in an old graveyard, but they moved it? As far as I know, he answered. Oh, guess we got to ask Mr. Andrew. Yep, he said. Good morning, class. I'm Mr. Andrew. Some of you already have met me because of family members. He looked over at Eric. But most of you haven't. So I'll call on y'all and you tell me something interesting about yourself. All right, let's start with Mr. Anderson. He looked up at me, waiting. Oh, sorry. My friend Eric and I like to find out secret places, and we're looking for anything interesting about this school. I looked down. I was so stupid. Why would I say that? That is very interesting, Cameron. Maybe I can join you in your mission. He looked pretty interested to start. Um... Sure, I don't see why not. Great. See you after school. Then it was over and he continued. After maybe an hour or so, everyone was finished and we had finished our tests. Mr. Anderson said we had free time for the last 30 minutes of class, as long as we didn't do anything crazy. The bell rang and everyone was ready to go home. They all left, while Eric and I called our parents and said we were going to do some mystery hunting at the school. They said curfew was 10 o'clock, and we said okay and hung up. It was 6 p.m., so we had plenty of time. All right, boys. So what exactly are you trying to figure out about this school? Well, something along the lines of a graveyard. We were wondering if the architect had to move the graveyard somewhere else because of the construction of this school, I said. I got nothing, but let's do some investigation, the teacher said to me. 
Sounds good, I answered. And with that, we got up and ventured off to the old graveyard site. Surely enough, there were holes that needed to be filled, and some pieces of the gravestones had broken off and had been left on the ground in small chunks. Well, it looks like we've arrived, said Eric. Yep. I looked around again and noticed something peeking from the ground. That wasn't there before. I walk over, calling to the teacher and the tall boy. What's up? they asked. Look over here. Did y'all see that earlier? They both shook their heads, staring at the object in one of the dug-up holes. I looked closer at it, trying to see all of its features. It had beady eyes, a black silky dress, and long silky brown hair. It kind of looked like a voodoo doll, with its small posture and the type of cloth it was. It even seemed to have the same features as a voodoo doll, but I could tell it wasn't. I looked at the stitches, and it looked like a little child had stitched it together. I confirmed this and picked up the doll. It was old, and it seemed frail, but it didn't seem to break or tear. I put it in my hoodie pocket and went to investigate more. Maybe the doll would hold some sort of secret behind all of this. I got home around nine. Eric stayed over at my house so we could research more on the school. We couldn't find anything, and if we did, it was a very creepy website we had avoided. I'm surprised there aren't any theories or anything, Eric said disappointedly. Me too. Well, I did bring this home. I thought it would be helpful. I pulled the doll out of my hoodie and presented it to him. Wasn't that from the old graveyard we found? Yeah, since it was close to the school, I thought maybe it held some clues. The rumor said that the school was built on top of an old graveyard, which they had transferred to a different area. Probably another graveyard site. Do you think there's anything weird about this? Eric looked at it for a while, turning it over and studying it. After some time, he spoke. It has a name on it and a button. He popped open the buttoned area and some cloth fell out. The doll went flat. I picked up the cloth and started reading it in my head. What does it say? I was silent, kind of spooked by what I was reading. Um, you wouldn't like it, trust me. Ah, come on, I can take it. It's a chant, a very weird one. If you're going to read it, you're going to own your own time. But I know for a fact I'm not reading it out loud. I stuffed the word-covered cloth back inside the doll and set it on my bookshelf. Also, you're definitely not reading it around me. He sighed. Ah, fine. Can I take it home and study it more? I nodded, but... I was concerned this doll had more to its story than the words could tell. This was going to be a very interesting mystery. After Eric took the doll and went to his house, I had gotten ready for bed and grabbed one of my creepy pasta books. Teachy Toby! I started to read aloud. They call him Teachy Toby for his unusual twitches and the uncontrollable neck cracking. He couldn't feel any pain. Another disease which made the bullying worse. Toby Rogers and his mother were just coming from the hospital, avoiding the scene of the car crash in which his sister had died. His father hadn't come to see her take her last breaths, which made anger boil up inside him. He wanted nothing to do with him at Cam. Bedtime. All right, Mom. I placed the bookmark into the book, 
sat it back on the bookshelf lined with the creepy pasta and horror. I sat down on my bed, turned on my lava lamp while switching off my fan, and fell asleep. The next morning, I felt awful, and I could tell this was how the rest of the day was going to go. Horribly and awful. As I drove up to the school, I saw Eric, and he looked like he was about to die. Hey, Eric, are you all right? Silent. Eric? No. He pulled out the doll and handed it to me. I tried out the chant, and I would advise that you don't. Uh, okay. Actually, I decided that was your choice, but keep that that thing away from me. He darted off into the school. A sudden energy emerged from him, and he was acting normally. Weird. Just another reason to try it out myself. School went by slowly, but as soon as I finally got a break, I had turned on my computer. Then the bell rang. Dang it! I packed my things and hurried off to my class. Everyone else seemed to move as slow as turtles as I passed them. I stopped for a moment and waved my hand in front of one of their faces. Everything went normal again, and I hurried into the classroom. The day dragged on and on, and it felt like I would never be able to leave, like the school was slowly trapping me inside its wrath. I checked my watch and realized that I had 20 more minutes of class until I could go and investigate more of the graveyard, so I decided to sit tight for a little longer. I finally raised my hand. Yes, Mr. Anderson? I glanced at my watch and back at Mr. Andrew. May I please go to the bathroom, sir? Mr. Andrew was acting strange, and it was bothering me for a while. Sign out and be back in less than ten minutes, he said grumpily. I nodded and headed out of the door. A wave of relief settled over me as I quickly walked to the restroom. I pulled out the doll, and its button eyes had turned red once I touched them. Startled, I dropped the stocking doll, and the chant fell out the back in blood-red, huge, bold letters. I glanced away and looked back at it. The chant had turned back to thin, black, scratchy lettering, and the eyes on the doll were black as well. But I noticed something I never did before. The stockings inside the doll were covered in bloodstains. I picked up the doll and tossed it in the trash can, running back to class. I pretended like I was fine the whole rest of the day. Mr. Andrew continued to seem frustrated and ignored me. At the end of class, he called on me. Mr. Anderson, please see me after class. I nodded slowly. Yes, sir. Can I text my mom that I'll be staying after school? He nodded and went over to talk to a student. I pulled out my phone and brought up my mom's messages. I quickly typed up what I had to do, shutting off my phone as soon as I was done. So, Mr. Andrew, you wanted to talk to me? He had finished talking to the student and had sat at his desk as I walked up to him. Ah, uh, yes, Mr. Anderson? Um, you can just call me Cameron, or just Cam. All right, Cameron. Anyways, I wanted to speak to you about that doll. Did you happen to take it from the graveyard? I nodded and put my hand in my pocket. I had felt something in there earlier, although I wasn't sure what it could be. Mr. Andrew gestured for me to take a seat. What about it? You still have it, am I correct? I shifted in my seat uneasily. 
Well, um, sir, I, I, I left it at home. I glanced at the floor nervously, not wanting to say that I had thrown it out in the trash. I slouched a bit in my seat, gazing at the floor. Uh, may I ask what's in your pocket? I sat up and looked at him, confused. What do you mean? There's something in your pocket. I pulled out what I had found earlier, and my eyes grew wide. The doll had come back. But that's stupid, Cam. You threw it in the trash. There weren't any signs of dirt or debris from the trash can and the muslin looked as it did when I found it in the graveyard. Out of shock, I threw the doll far from me. Um, may I be excused? He nodded, looking at me strangely, and I dashed out of the class. I ran to the bathroom and puked in the urinal. How in the world did it get in my pocket? I stood over the urinal, holding on to the side walls for stability. I slowly went to the sink and washed my face. I glanced at the mirror and stared at my face. My vision blurred after a while, and I rubbed my eyes to focus. I turned around and saw black vines wrapping around the door of the bathroom and black ink running down the floor in the hallway. Panicking as the ink oozed into the bathroom, I tried to run out of the bathroom, but the ink oozed up my body, sending shocks of agonizing pain of needles and nails. I screamed for help trying to move, struggling to breathe as the ink oozed around my chest, crushing my ribs, stabbing my lungs. Soon, the ink covered my head and down my throat, suffocating me. I felt a lightheadedness and somehow I fell to the ground and passed out. The Doll by Dollface Salem Well, folks, that's our story tonight. Rothrick and I hope you enjoyed it. We sure had a great time bringing it to you, and we really appreciate you listening. Tune in next week when we bring you another chilling tale from the dark chamber. And just a note, if you're an aspiring author and you want your story read here on Tales from the Dark Chamber, send us a note at talesfromthedarkchamber at gmail.com. If it creeps old Rothrick out enough, we'll air it and subscribe to our podcast for notification of our next new episode or subscribe to our YouTube channel at Tales from the Dark Chamber and follow us on Instagram or Twitter. If you want your story read for your own use or you just want to have it, check out my website at woodygvoiceover.net. You can order there or you can find me on Upwork as Woody G. And again, thank you for listening tonight.